Hello from the fort. Welcome to Toros in the Middle, the podcast, a place where we sit down with various members of our community to learn about the people that make every space, classrooms to cafeteria, at Spanish Fort Middle School, the amazing place that it is. I'm your host, Jacqueline Richardson. In 2004, I started out as a copy mom at, at Spanish Ford Elementary, and baby, I could work that copy machine, I, I tell you what. That is Shannon Cauley, our Board of Education District 7 representative, and you are listening to Toros in the Middle, the podcast. Welcome to episode 13. So today we have on our show one of our board members, Shannon Cauley. So welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So I want to start first. We always talk about where we came from, how we got to the fort, um, and you were originally PTA um, in SPEEF. So tell us about your time serving there. Absolutely. So I started out, I've been very fortunate to be able to be a stay-at-home mom. And I always knew that when I had kids, I wanted to volunteer. My mother was very involved in school when I was growing up, and I wanted to be able to do the same thing with my children. And when my son started kindergarten and way back in 2004, <laughs> I'm going to tell, tell our age here, um, 2004, I started out as a copy mom at, <laughs> at Spanish Ford Elementary, and baby, I could work with a copy machine. I, I tell you what, I was there, um, I would be there all day, several days a week, and I got to know teachers. And I got involved in, in fundraisers. I was fundraising chair one year for the, for the elementary school PTA. Um, worked my way up through leadership through Spanish Word Elementary's PTA. I served as the vice president and the president for two years. Um, through that, uh, through, through my involvement with Spanish Word Elementary, I got involved with SPEEF. Um, served on the board there. I served on the board here mm-hmm. at, at Spanish Fort Middle School. I served as the vice president. Um, it was my my time here at Spanish Fort Middle School that I started looking at other things. My kids were getting a little bit bigger. Um, I, I always kind of looked, you know, uh, school board members are elected positions mm-hmm. and you know that time of year when all the campaign signs start popping up you start looking and going I, I could do that <laughs> I could serve on the school board that would be really fun that would be that would be really neat and the school board representative before me was Tracy Roberts she served the district 7 Spanish Fort area mm-hmm. and she Tracy moved to the state board of education. She ran and, and served um, at the state level, and that left an opening here in Baldwin County. Running a campaign is a pretty scary thing, <laughs> and I thought, you know, here's my chance to get in that position and not have to run a campaign. Right, because they were going to appoint someone, right? Exactly. Okay. So they had to appoint someone to fill the remaining term mm-hmm. of, of, of Tracy's term. It was three years. We, we served six years. And so it was a three-year term, and I thought, I could do that. And so I had to submit a resume and sit for an interview, the whole thing. And it was so intimidating. But I had great local support here from mm-hmm. Spanish Fort Middle School and, and 
teachers and friends that I had made at Spanish Ford Elementary, the community, my my peers, my friends, my fellow moms who who were behind me 100% and knew that they wanted me here. So I sat through the interview and was appointed to this position. Um, funny story, there were there were two other people who interviewed as well. And later on, I asked one of my fellow board members, I said, so was it close? <laughs> and, and he said, you know what? He said, all of, all of the people that interviewed were very impress, impressive. Um, we really liked you. We thought you were great. We liked having that mom mm-hmm. on the board that still had kids in the school. I was the only one at the time mm-hmm. who still had kids in our, in our Baldwin County school system. Mm-hmm. So that was neat. I was able to bring that aspect to the board. So that was one of the things that, that did. But through my involvement, through volunteering at PTAs, mm-hmm. leadership levels in that, that's what kind of got me on the board. Um, I don't know if I'd still say <laughs> it's as fun and exciting. I think it has its moments. It's very challenging. Mm-hmm. And, but I'm glad I'm doing it. I cannot imagine doing anything else. Yeah. It's it's what I really enjoy doing. So you've gone through some some turmoil and some and some accomplishments. I have. So, so that was, I was appointed to the board mm-hmm. in 2013. Mm-hmm. And that was, man, we were, we were in a mess. Right. We were looking at, you know, we had already in, in 2010 had the temporary penny sales tax, um, given to us. And then we had to have it renewed in 2012. Mm-hmm. So in 2013, when I came on, that penny was still very uncertain. You know, it, it was only renewed for a few years at a time. So we couldn't really make any long-term plans. And it always seemed like we were, we were getting rid of that timeline. We, we were we were losing that time with that penny and we'd go into panic mode. So it always felt like we were in panic mode because we never knew what our financial situation was going to look like. Mm-hmm. You know, we had we had all of our students, we had the digital renaissance that put a MacBook in the hands of every student. You know, the superintendent at the time thought that was very innovative, thought that was something that we needed to do for our students. Not everyone agreed with that, and that's okay. You know, that's why we have a board, a seven-member board that has differences of opinion. Mm -hmm. And when we had to start looking at cutting funds, we knew that we could put the computers in the hands of every student, student, but we didn't need to have MacBooks. We could do it, uh, we could do it with the Chromebooks like we have now and save a significant amount of money but not lose the the technology and and the at your fingertips mm-hmm. information that we really wanted our students to have. Yeah. So um, then we then we thought, okay, you know, we have uh, renewals, we have millage renewals that are that are coming up. You know, we need to renew these, but our growth here in Baldwin County is off the charts. Right. We had over a hundred portables spread across the county. It was, it, we could not, we could not get our heads above water. It was, we were constantly drowning in the amount of students. I think at one time we, we looked at at the data and 
we averaged over 500 students a year coming into Baldwin County Schools. Wow. I mean, it's a great problem to have. Right. That means we're doing something right. We're, we're educating our students. Baldwin County had an impeccable reputation for academics across the state. Mm-hmm. And people were coming, and, and we wanted them to be here, but we just didn't have anywhere to put them. So we thought, why don't we see if we can get a millage increase? And that was a mess. I mean, the only nice thing to say about it is that was a mess. Yeah. And looking back on it, it's still, it still gives me shivers and nightmares to think about the damage. And, and I'll say it, I was, I was a board member involved back then. Um, I'm the only one currently sitting on our board from that time. Um, it was a mess. We did damage to Baldwin County, um, asking for that increase. We did not have great communication with our tax holders, mm-hmm. uh, with, with our stakeholders, with our taxpayers. We, we, there were things we were doing wrong and we didn't know it. We had our eyes opened. Things are much better than they were back then, but it was a mess. Yeah, It, it, it was a mess. We've been through a lot of things. We were, we were doing really good. We hit rock bottom it took people looking at us and telling us what we were doing wrong and losing all of those mills and, and looking at, oh, my goodness, what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. Because we have 30,000 students we still have to educate with no money. Right. And we're cutting teachers and we're cutting positions. And I don't know what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can tell you, I can remember sitting on my couch crying because <laughs> what am I going to do? This is my responsibility. What, what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. And it was, it was really bad. It was a lot of soul searching. The board had to really take an inward look at ourselves, Mm -hmm. what we wanted for the system, what we wanted for ourselves, you know, how are we going to change our leadership to move forward? It was hard. Yeah. It was really hard, but it was an amazing experience because I feel like we have such a stronger board and such a stronger system. I've got goosebumps now just thinking about it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, it was an amazing experience. I'm so glad we went through it. So how did we come out on the other side? You know what? Things, <laughs> things are great yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, it is night and day <laughs> from what it was then. Yeah. We, we have finally, we have stable funding. We are able to do so many different things from, uh, our capital programs, you know, we're adding wings and and adding on to, to cafeterias and adding on to schools. We're building brand new schools. Yeah, Baymanette. We, that's yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Baymanette opened this morning. Yeah. It opened this morning. We've got a ribbon cutting on Friday, but it but it opened this morning. You know, Baymanette Elementary School was one of our oldest schools in the county. And I I don't know if there's a more deserving community than Bay Manette to get a brand new school. It's the first ground up school we've built in, in a decade. Hmm. And, and 2009 was the last school that, that we built. And it's just amazing. I can't wait to go. I, I've seen pictures. I've seen news pieces where they've gone through. I can't wait to go and see it on Friday yeah. and just yeah. see how amazing it is. Yeah. That's exciting. Um, so tell us more um, about, so you serve district seven. Yes. Board. District 7 is all of Spanish Fort. 
It is uh, all of Loxley and the Silver Hill areas. So my district is all of the Spanish Fort feeder pattern, mm-hmm. but then I move uh, some down into the Robertsdale feeder pattern with Silver Hill Elementary and Loxley Elementary. Okay. But, you know, it's we're, we're elected by districts, and I think... I think one of the things that as board members we've come to realize is, yes, we do want to fight for our own district and make sure that our district is is well represented, but we serve Baldwin County as a whole. And it's about all of our students, not, not just the ones in our own district. Mm -hmm. And that, that I think has, has made our leadership so much stronger. Yeah. Um, Also you serve on as a director of Alabama Association of School Boards. So tell us about that organization and your role there. Absolutely. The Alabama Association of School Boards is just, it's an association just like the AEA that represents teachers. The Alabama Association of School Boards represents school boards across the state of Alabama. Um, We are a uh, 14 member board uh, made up of uh, school board members. Um, we have an executive director. We have a representative from the state school board who serves um, on that role. But um, we, the school board association, uh, we provide school board training for school board members. We advocate with our uh, state representatives, our state senators. Um, you know, we've got to make sure that, that laws that are being passed about education make sense, are good. If they're bad, we want to make them not so bad. <laughs> you know, so, so we, we also offer what we call member services. Uh, if, if there's a school system that lost its superintendent, they have to do a superintendent search or a, a, a CSFO, a, a chief, finance school, chief school finance officer. Um, we, we offer things like that, um, board evaluation. So it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an association that helps school boards be as strong as they can be and, and more effective leaders. Mm-hmm. I want to um, switch gears just a little bit. One of your Facebook posts um, that you shared was um, an article from Grown and Flown about a mom whose um, son did not go to college, um, and she was feeling like a failure. Um, your post really resonated with me, just the, the way you talked about being a school board member and being embarrassed about that, but how it had a happy ending. So I want to hear, hear your thoughts on that. So, you know, in Spanish Fort, I think we are very fortunate, we're very blessed that we do have a lot of students who graduate and go into a four-year university. Um, it's almost expected of our students that when they graduate, they will move on to Auburn, Alabama, you know, big universities, South Alabama, uh, a lot of our students go to Troy. I think it's it's expected that they will move on and be successful and be doctors and lawyers and such. Right. Um, I don't think that's very realistic. And when my son graduated in 2017, he was following that same path. He had scholarships. He, he he had scholarships to Alabama, scholarships to South Alabama, you know, he had scholarships to UAB. He he pretty much could go anywhere he wanted to. 
um, he was a great student. Mm. Knock on wood, he, he, <laughs> he was a great student. Um, and he decided to go to South, and I don't think he was there a month before he was like, nope, this is not what I want to do. Mm-hmm. This is, I am not ready for this. I, this is not me. And so he quit. And in quitting, he lost all of his scholarships yeah. and and everything. Right. And he was he was working. He was working full time. And that was what he was doing. He was working fast food. And he was happy. And that's what he wanted to do. And and in my mind, I'm dying because he's not supposed to be doing this. This is not what the cookie cutter This is not everybody's perception of our community, of what we're supposed to do. You know, I'm out here representing our schools, and this is great, and our students are so successful, and they go on to university, and my son's not doing any of this. And I felt like at that time that everybody was looking at me going, why isn't your son doing everything that you are telling us our children are supposed to be doing? It was very hard, um... It was very hard to accept that. And then I thought, but you know what? This is his path. This He's got to figure this out. You know, I, little known fact about me, I went to college and never finished. It was not for me. It was not, it was not what I wanted to do at the time. And I had to really kind of sit back and take that inward look at myself and go, okay, but I'm asking him to do something that I couldn't Mm -hmm. or didn't do. Mm -hmm. And so I had to let him figure it out. Fortunately, after a little bit of time, he thought fast food life is not for me. (laughs) And, and, and I, I want to, I want to do more. I want to have better. And so he is right now currently at coastal Alabama just knocking out some some courses that will transfer on mm-hmm. um, to to another university where he will ultimately, uh, hopefully, <laughs> I should say, finish out. But you know, my daughter uh, graduated last year in in 2019, and she went to North Baldwin Center for Technology. She was in the graphic design program up there, mm-hmm. and she thrived. She really enjoyed. Her time there more I, I think the only reason I could keep her involved in high school was because she was going there um, she kind of said she doesn't know that college is ever really in in her future she got credentialed she's you know looking at different opportunities right now she's interning with a graphic designer she's she's done a lot of things yeah. um, I don't I don't know that we aren't doing a disservice to our students by continuing to push. You have to go to college after after high school. There are so many opportunities, and let's be honest, they're probably going to graduate a lot of times making more money with so much less debt than, than a student in a, in a four-year university. The, the chance of success is higher. If, if we encourage the career tech path, um, you know, students like my son, students go into college either not ready, not mature enough, not knowing what they want to do, having no idea this is just what they're supposed to do. Right. And and I think, I think we've got to take a look as a school system and go, what are we doing 
to make sure that we're encouraging those students. It's okay to not go to university. There's military options, there's career tech options, mm -hmm. and there's a lot of opportunities waiting in Baldwin County for yeah. our students. And I think we're doing a lot uh, better job of career tech and those programs now offering dual enrollment with that. So um, do you think that Baldwin County is moving in, a, in that direction towards more, like it's not just about going to college, it's also about having a career? Absolutely. Well, I'd like to think we are. We are, one of the things that we are really looking at now, we've had several of our um, senior level administration travel to other school systems in the state and look at their career tech centers. Do they have a standalone center? Is it housed at a high school? What are, what are some of the programs that you offer? What are the, what are the successful programs? What, you know, we're partnering with the Baldwin County Economic um, Development Alliance. We're, you know, um, talking to business and industry. What are you looking for? What kinds of students can we have ready for you to to be ready to hit the ground running you know is it automotive is it hvac is it welders carpenters plumbers career to our uh, graphic design you know i mean yeah. there there are there are so many opportunities that i think we had forgotten about as a system we were so focused on academics we forgot about the career tech aspect. We are looking currently um, to build a new standalone career tech high school. Mm. Um, it is it is on the plan. Um, there are still a lot of TBDs, you know, to be determined <laughs> yeah. about. Partnerships. Yeah, it's going to take partnerships with with business and industry, mm -hmm. uh, a fi a funding, financing. You know, we can build the school, but putting all the specialized equipment—that's yeah. where we're going to need the help. Yeah, we're eyeing some different locations. You know, th this is a real possibility for our students. Yeah, that we would have a state of the art career tech center here in Baldwin County that would be its own standalone high school. That sounds amazing. That yeah. that is just it's really exciting and I hope that we can see that yeah in the very near future. That sounds amazing. Okay, so last week you went on a learn and walk with I Mr. St. Clair. So give us some takeaways from that. You know, as a as a as a board member, we're not our our roles are so specific. We're not supposed to just pop into the school anytime we want to, hey I'm here, come show me around. <laughs> So it was so, it was so nice to have that opportunity to come into the school because I haven't been here in five years. Wow. I have not been really able to walk around and stick my head in classrooms and, and be involved in that level in, in, a, in five years. Mm -hmm. And so much has changed <laughs> <laughs> um, from staff to uh the look of the school, the the improvements that have been made. Um, I was very glad to see that we have an administrator walking around all day. Mm -hmm. I think that is so great. I think it's it's great that 
oh, well, the principal and assistant principal are hiding out in their office all day and nobody sees them. That's horrible. Yeah. You can't do that. That's yeah. not good for your for your teacher morale. That's not good for the students. They need to see our administrators in the halls. And I love that there's a, there's a program now where it doesn't matter who it is. Somebody is in the halls. Someone is always accessible. Someone is being seen. Um, I think that that does a huge service for our school, for the culture and climate of our school. Um, so I loved seeing that. I loved seeing that there's team building going on with our staff. I think that is huge. It just trickles down to our students. If, if you're not a team at the staff and administration level, you can't, you, you can't be as effective with the students. I think Mr. Sinclair has done a great job trying to make middle school fun. Yeah. Middle school's hard. <laughs> middle school is so hard. It's hard for parents. It's hard for students. It's hard for teachers. Um, and I think he's trying to do a really good job of, of making this a great place to be. I was really excited to see that. And I'm really excited for our other board members to have an opportunity to come in and see the things that Spanish board's doing. Maybe they can take it back to their middle schools and mm-hmm. go, you know, this is really working over there. Why don't you think about talking to him and see if we can do it over here? Yeah, yeah. So our last segment is things that you love about Spanish Fort. Oh, <laughs> you know what? I I, <laughs> I bleed red and black. I love Spanish Fort. Uh, that's hard to say because I do represent other areas of the county, and I do try and represent Baldwin County as a whole. But um, I have lived in Spanish Fort for almost 20 years now. Um I've lived in Spanish Fort longer than I've lived anywhere in, mm-hmm. in my life. And I love this community. It has changed even since I got here, um, just the size and the people. But what I love about Spanish Fort is we're so community focused. We're so focused around our schools. Our schools are what make us a community. And I love that we have that because there are a lot of places in Baldwin County that can't say that, uh, that, that can't say that they have the community support for their schools. Um, I love driving around <laughs> Spanish Fort and everybody, you know, everybody has the SF on their car or, or the, or the new, uh, SF logo that looks like the bullhead. It, it's just, there's a sense of community, a sense of pride. Mm-hmm. Yes, we have our, our hiccups, just like every community, but I love that we're so focused on our schools. Yeah. That's important. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I love to be here. Thank <laughs> you for having me. No problem. Thank you. That was Shannon Cauley, copy mom extraordinaire, also our Board of Education representative. She is very active in our community, serving all Spanish Fort schools, plus Loxley Elementary and Silver Hill Elementary. You can reach out to her on the Baldwin County Schools website, bcbe.org, or her Facebook page, uh, Shannon Cauley, Baldwin County Board of Ed, District 7 Rep. Thanks for listening and have a great day.